Hello and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I ask what thing Angela Bassett did, specifically. And in the words of the immortal Helen Keller, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Wait a second, I may have gotten that quote wrong. You should put your glasses on. <laughs> we're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, and I guess we better get on with the episodes. Oh, honey. Woo, honey. Ooh. It's been a week. Cheersing early. Cheersing right now. Oh, and this drink is strong. Thank goodness. We won't mm. talk about it now. We'll leave that for the surprise, but Ooh, no. Yes. <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we we murdered people. We almost we, murdered people this week. Oh my gosh. I think we, um, I think it was summed up by me saying I do like getting a silly email at the end of the day because it just has that sort of gif of picking up the handbag and leaving the room and going, <laughs> this could have, this should, this definitely was an email, but you know. <laughs> it should have waited until Monday. Bye Felicia. <laughs> we have gone. <laughs> we have gone to the sky. <laughs> I get why they send them late sometimes, but at the same time, I'm like, there's nothing anyone can do right now. Well, I, you know, the thing is, don't ever have a meeting on a Friday that ends at five o'clock and expect people to debrief afterwards is all I'm going to say. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? The only words I want to hear after a meeting is if it's an in-person one is, does anyone fancy a quick drink? And I'm like, yes, let's go. I'll buzz the husband. He wants to meet everyone. Happy hour? Happy Happy hour. hour. There we go. That's the only thing you say on a Friday after a meeting. I don't get angry at people that want to do that because I just kind of wonder what their life is that at 5pm on a Friday, they are desperate to debrief. Oh, I can tell you what their life is. They have no life outside of work. Maybe she makes nice kitten kitten sweaters. No, this one, the elevator doesn't go all the way up. I know for a fact. I said it. I I, I don't have any qualms with it. It does not go all the way up. Gotta have a sip. (laughs) Have a sip or two. How how is your week other than than work being a bitch? (laughs) You know? Work work was actually pretty good. I'm now back in the office two days a week. I'm actually quite enjoying it. Um, I got my desk clear. Oh. If any of my workmates do listen to this, I did then spend an hour picking two screensavers. I wanted a nice image. Just an hour. (laughs) No, I was really looking for a really nice screensaver and I was like okay I've got two giant screens I'm the only one in my little section that's actually there so I need something and I think the concept images from Star Wars weren't professional so oh. I went with a Hugh Ferris but not mm. ones that we have around the house I do like a Hugh Ferris yeah he, he looked good I'm gonna say that I'm reclaiming something okay and I Please think reclaim in modern it. culture I think I'm reclaiming Saturday mornings I like this for you I, I, I no I want this for everyone mm-hmm. I, I feel so bad we are like the hubby's busy, I'm busy, we're getting to Saturday morning, I need to sleep. I get like five hours a night if I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, so when I get to the weekend, I want to sleep. We woke up, I did not really want to do anything. There was, someone had a brunch and it started at 11am and it was a potluck. Oh honey. I was not going to spend, well, we were recording last we did record last Friday, didn't we? Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah. I, I didn't have time to cook last Friday. I wasn't going to be up early, and I didn't want to be anywhere before midday. 
Do you know what you do for a potluck brunch that's 11 a.m.? You volunteer to bring the champagne. Honey, how many times have I done that with you? Yeah. And you have brunches at two. And I'm like, I've got the champagne. <laughs> but no, I, know, I was I know. a little bit like, no. So I felt a bit bad. But also it was England versus... Wales. Wales. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, and we beat them. But my God, was there a lot of sex on the screen. The rugby, um, actually a lot of arse. Someone actually did get within the first 10 seconds there. Shorts pulled down. Five save lives. Five, well, there was modern fives on the screen. Mm. So no, so that was my that was my little culture um, for for Saturday was reclaiming my Saturday mornings, and I think it, I just I I just don't want to hear about it before a certain time. Honey, it's self care. Self care. I think yourself. I think me and you have done it before. We were like, let's go up and record something. I'm like, no, not this time. <laughs> no, we'll record at three. <laughs> but no, we had a bit of an we had a bit of an odd Saturday in total. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm on a couch. I'm gonna get into the cross leg position. Get comfy, dear. I'm getting comfy. No, we had a bit of a weird one because we did have a funeral on Saturday afternoon or mm-hmm. a celebration of life. Yes. Dustin Banaka, who a lot of people in DC would know. We love Banaka. Yeah sadly um had had left us a couple of weeks ago and um i'm going to stay out outright you know i i I knew and we had many a conversation and usually would scream stuff at me in the street but was very much a, a good friend of the hubby so we went along obviously so he could say his goodbyes mm-hmm. he did a very nice little like speech everyone was sharing stories and he had a really great story and he always speaks well anyway, but and the, the family remembered said story happening and mm. were interrupting him and adding in details. So <laughs> it was really, really good. Yeah. 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 It was um, it was interesting. I said, I, I, I was not close to Banaka, so I don't want to sit and turn this into... And I, I, I don't agree with people that basically um, leech off, off death like that. No, no, no. But what was very interesting, actually, was that one of the, 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 the big celebrations about her life had been how she'd helped shape DC culture. And especially... And she had. had she yeah. Totally had. But referencing mainly the, the loss of town and the change in DC nightlife. And I think that that was the most interesting thing was... I mean, I've been here seven years. Mm-hmm. And you've been around at the same time? Yeah, seven so, years yeah. is whenever I moved here. So I feel we caught the tail end of... Town, yeah. Town, but also that DC Golden Age that was sort of very the Seventeenth Street heavy, Cobalt down to JRs, mm-hmm. brunch at Cobalt down to JRs and back up to Cobalt, sort of. Right. Shit. Yeah. So that was that was interesting, and I I felt that there was just a lot of reflection on it, but there there was a lot about that DC backsliding a little bit in terms of its culture. So I'll, I'll yeah. interrupt at this point. So I first met Banaka at town and I remember yeah. her from the Friday nights whenever she would host the drag show mm. downstairs and town for those listeners who knew it or didn't know it. It was wonderful because it was this large open space on the second floor. There was the downstairs drag area with another bar and then there was the outdoor patio space. It was our big venue. Yes. And every Friday night, anyone that was, everyone was there. Like, Everyone was there. Like that's where you would go. You didn't from. ask. No, you may was... you may would buzz someone and say, "Are you going to go just to check? I've got no one to go with." Mm-hmm. But it was presumed you would be there for bare happy hour. Fifteen? Were they fifteen dollars or were they seven dollars? It was seven dollars, and seven. it was from five that's to seven. It. Yeah, yeah, two. For, yeah, for me and Jamie. Yeah, me and the hubby. It was it was two of the pictures of beer. Yeah, 
so you'd go what you take you get two each basically right so you would show up you know around six you would have the deal and then you would stay for the drag shows afterwards and i remember banaka from there but i remember her also after town closed i could only find her at um the brunch at city tap house like my friend juan yeah like we would go every saturday and banaka was always hosting she would always talk to us like we had a great time with her but like after town closed, that was sort of it. Yeah, there was there was that was mentioned a lot. I mean, so the first time I met Banaka, I was it was this time nine years ago. Yeah, the hubby and I were walking through Adams Morgan. Mm-hmm. I was about to go back to England to the next day, mm-hmm. and this cab stopped right in front of us, and all we hear is Haws <laughs> and Banaka resplendent in full drag. You know somehow gets out of the cab mm-hmm. and, and and that was how I, I met her one of the things actually that was said and I thought it was was actually you know was actually quite interesting was when someone was describing their loss of nightlife in DC and we are going through a lot of a loss of nightlife is that we're running out of dark corners we're running out yes and it was such a beautiful way to sum it up we're running out of dark corners for dark deeds and that it, line from the, uh, not the holiday, God, not the love uh, actually. Love actually, sorry. It's yeah. true though. Yes, it is so true. But, but what was also interesting was that um, I bumped into a couple of people that I remember very early on me being out here. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen them. Everyone was very friendly. We all ended up, we, you know, it started at pictures, we ended up down at Larry's. Uh-huh. Everyone was very like, hi, oh, you must be Max. I remember you when you just first came out mm-hmm. here and all that. Everyone's moved. And everyone said, oh. I want more space in this drama. Well, yes. I mean, I feel like we're losing our spaces, or we're getting we're getting more spaces, but they're not the same as like the town. They don't have yeah. that ambiance of town, of like the large open spaces on three levels types or two levels. But they sorry. just said they wanted so much. You know, people are just growing out of it. It was a bit like yeah. And please, no one take this offensively, but it was a bit like in a sitcom or a TV program when someone dies and they bring back the old cast. You know, as a cameo. And yeah. Everyone was sort of where have you been? And that was it. And and I just want to finish like this little bit, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on to happen. This is actually we, and this is something that I think Banaka would have appreciated is that after the night, we 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 kind of nightcapped over Ice Company, and we we were given these fans um, with Banaka's face on. Them. Oh, and love and the that. hubs got one out at the bar, and the minute he got a fan out, this straight woman came up to us and went. Oh my god, I love your fan. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, but it's basically got Banaka resplendent upon his fan. And she goes, Can I hold your fan? And the hubs just goes, Yes, but be careful, she just died. <laughs> and I wish I'd seen her face, but I was creased over my drink at the bar, like crying into it, like laughing my ass off. As you should. As you should. No, be careful. She just died. <laughs> As only a gay can deliver that. I love yeah. it so much. But that was my that was that was that was my Saturday. But I think that mm. was kind of like the that it was it was happy sad. Um, yeah, no in a way. Um, and and just to note that Bow, Mayor Bowser actually did give Banaka a recognition for oh, yes a letter yes. to the family for her um, importance in DC nightlife. Oh, thank you, Mayor Bowser. Yes, for recognizing her. How was your week? Hopefully happier than mine. Um, well, my week was filled with work, so much so that I've put in enough comp time for two-thirds of, you know, a day at this Two-thirds point. of the year. Yes, um, this week, which means that my culture was very limited as far as what I was able to do, but I do have two stories from this week. Go for it. Um, so one of them involves the priest, 
and my love life. So, you remember how Saturday we thought it was going to snow, going to be horrible, but then the weather was actually fine? You know? I remember it being a bit foul and cold in the morning. Right. So, we thought the stars were going to align Saturday night, and, um, well, preparations were being made, and, uh... Oh, no preparations. Well, preparations were being made, and then incidents happened, so that got shut down. So, the, uh, priest and I are sort of in a holding pattern right now to see if, you know, I'm on my knees anytime soon. I believe they quit purgatory in their line of work. Um, I do think I was in purgatory, you know, or I was probably directly in the seventh circle of hell at this point, like... Here's to say, I tried and it just wouldn't work. Just would not work. Jesus Christ, every time I want to kill my fucking husband, you give me a dating story and I'm basically reorganizing a vow on you. Well, I mean, the the great thing was, he was like, do we need to go to a hospital? I'm like, no, we don't need to go to a hospital. We don't. You should be like that afterwards. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, after, not before. Like, after. So, so yeah, that's, that's the love life corner right now. So... TBD, what happens this week, or this weekend, but maybe not this weekend, because we've got dinner plans tomorrow night, you and I. Oh, we, we do have dinner plans, yes, yeah. we have a, we have our meeting tomorrow night. Yes, maybe, maybe Sunday there might be shenanigans with a priest, actually probably not if he's a priest. Anyways, <laughs> I just realized that. Um. <laughs> I, do you know what, every time you say the damn priest, all I can hear is Patty Lapone. <laughs> But I go to the line, Shepherd's Pie Pepper, the actual shepherd. Um, <laughs> I'll come again when you have Judge yeah, on the yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love it. Yes. Shut. Is is he tall or not? Well, he's taller than me. It's not hard to be, but he is taller than me. Yes. <laughs> little priest. <laughs> I think we call him a little bit bigger priest than little priest. So, um, But I got my domestic goddess on in the kitchen this week. I infused some gin. You infused we'll, some gin. And I will talk about that later in a minute, but I infused gin this week, and I felt so crafty. I felt like I was Martha Stewart. I felt like I was controlling my destiny. I don't know why. I, all I did was I put peppercorns and hibiscus into some gin, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about it later. Delicious. But that, I, I just, it gave me so much pleasure. Like, all I did was put it in there and left it alone for 24 I'm hours. I'm that was your bloody Christmas present. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We saw that and was like, let's see if you can put his money where his mouth is. <laughs> oh, he is. Don't worry. And you're going to be drinking most of it, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, nice. Yeah. I was, yeah. I feel like Nigella and Ina would be so proud of us at this point. Ina's always proud of everyone, apart from Jeffrey. I think she feels a sad bit of secret shame for him. Well, she might. So, on the subject of infused gin... Yes. And Ina... Yes. But not Jeffrey. But not Jeffrey. What's in Ina's garden? Uh, well, for Ina's garden this week, we are drinking what is known as a Wild Eden. So, listeners, if you would like to make it, it is one part hibiscus gin, one part St. Germain elderflower, plus one part lemon. You're supposed to use lime, but I prefer lemon because it gives it more of a, you know, lemonade taste. And then you just top it off with Prosecco like we did. And so it's a cousin of a French 75, and it is tasty. Let me put it this way. It's very refreshing. Yeah. If you do limes though because i did do a dry run this week it tastes like a cherry limeade but this one actually tastes you know like lemonade it does taste like lemonade actually i feel I like get way too drunk on this quite easily i feel like i need to make it for a garden party whenever you host another one this year during the well, summer for garden well well that too well, cheers to that <laughs> cheers right. 
So, when you said you were doing gym this week... <laughs> oh, God. I did a Google. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, Sandra, I Googled. And it says that gym goes well with seafood. I I smelled something whenever I came in, and I have a... This, now, so I got a last minute email from work and some chaos. So okay. I cannot... Oh, no. And then Psych blew up within the oven as well. Something blew up in the well, oven? Well, not blew up, but overspilled and overshot. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got so it. So I've got the foil, I've got the foil plate out. Okay, I'm going to turn around. It's like an episode of, it's like Pan's People for the English. All right, for, because everyone that's not listening, or, you know, looking, because <laughs> you're not, oh, 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 Max, did you do what I think you did? did what do you, you think I do? I think you did a variation of your superb bowl, and you put some crab meat in there. These are crab ragoons made with crescent rolls, and I didn't want to fork out for like actual crab, so I used cream cheese and crab dip. Honey, I'm fine with this. Old Bay, but they did blow up a little bit, so I don't know how much filling is in there. Oh, I, I don't mind, and I'm gonna eat this entire thing, so we're gonna have some dead air you're gonna cut out. Oh, that's good. That's really good, actually. That's really good. <laughs> Excuse us, listeners. We're, we're having food gasms right now. My God, that's good. <laughs> wow, that actually really works. Max, this is your new party trick right here. Crab ragoon, but not. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there really is nothing I can't do with a crescent roll. Like, my inner fat kid is, like, jubilant right now. <laughs> that is good. That is damn good, Max. Like, seriously. I have to work out to make the crab dip now. I've got the jalapeno crab dip as well. Oh, I, I like that. No, it's easy enough to make crab dip. We, we can find a recipe for crab dip. Yeah, I was looking, and I was, like, looking at... I wanted some shit crab, but they mm. was, like, Whole food. that's the one thing they don't do mm. shit versions of. But, um... You yeah. have to go to Giant for the... Giant's got expensive, you know? That's why I shop at Whole Foods, but like crab, you shop at Giant for. That's why I couldn't. That's tell. my trip. So the hu- the hubs now always ask what's in the fridge. We knows I've been cooking, and I couldn't because Daniel's here. I couldn't say what it was because he mm. doesn't like seafood. That's why I said don't go near it. <laughs> Did you guess that? Only if you smelt the, the the crab at all. So whenever I was walking up the stairs, I could smell the crab, and I was like, "Ooh, there's crab," but I didn't know how you were gonna serve the crab. I thought like crab cakes, literally what I thought you were gonna do. Expensive as well. Well, well, yes. I mean, inflation, really. Inflation. I used to go to Waitrose. I used to do really good crab cakes, but mainly potato, and they used to do them as essentials. So used to be like, you know, free. free yeah. yeah, I used to like those, but they're all carb. That's the trouble. It's because they're cheap. The cheap ones are all full of potato. Didn't MS ever do crab cakes? Oh, MS did everything. Well, yeah. MS was a Friday night treat actually. Me and my friend used to do a thing called Meal for Two for Ten. Mm-hmm. You got an entree, a side. A bottle of wine and a dessert for ten dollars. Oh, that's fantastic. Ten quid, sorry, ten quid. Actually, yeah. And then, but then Emma used to um, build up with stuff, and then we used to watch like Glee or something. It was like I didn't. Mm-hmm. There's, we had very lovely times. It was when we were a bit younger and a bit. And I, but after mm-hmm. a while, I said I need to go out and meet human beings. It was really good. And like the chicken, it was just pre-made meals you put in the oven. It was a good time. Sometimes it doesn't need more complicated than that. It's just. Boop, boop. You'd have done it. We'd have done it well. Oh, I would have done it. We'd have had it ready for you outside. Right. (laughs) I'd be like, Max, (laughs) we're coming. (laughs) 
that's enough talking about ourselves. We're going to go and see what's going on in the gamerhood. We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. As I said, I'm glad we've had some alcohol because somebody's getting fucking depressing. Well, well, actually, mine aren't, but yes. Should yeah. I go first then and get the depressing ones out of the way? Yes, yes, you should. You absolutely should. So, um, you know, I'm going to be really quick about this. And don't yeah. think, uh, listeners, viewers, I'm going to be flippant about this. But basically, um, Iowa um, have their legislators ready to propose a ban on same-sex marriage. Boo. Boo. So the legislator, which that's like the House of Representatives, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, Ish, cons- yeah. Is, is considering a bill that would permit residents to deny recognition of same-sex marriages on religious grounds. Boo, God doesn't exist. Prove it, then we'll start proving ourselves. <laughs> this is terrifying on itself. Again, I do not like the fact that grown-ass adults that believe mm-hmm. in fairy tales are controlling our rights. But right. hey, uh, I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but... It's time for religion to put something good back onto the headlines because, quite frankly, the headlines are all been negative. So I mean, there are lessons about love within religion that maybe they should embrace that as opposed to the other things. But yeah. Yes. The, the, but, re- the reason, though, I am sort of yeah. want to bring this up is, sadly, this is not the only story of its kind. It's not the only story we're going to cover tonight. Tonight. No, so, I wish this was big headline news. It's not because no. there's other... It's shared headlines. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. So start learning the news. Start going on the news. Start researching. Start focusing. And there's an emphasis in our house on local politics. But Mm -hmm. start getting invested in local politics. This is happening at a local level. And I like Iowa. Be informed. I've been to Iowa. I like it. But I'm going to put it on its head. Iowa, the most interesting thing about you is the fact that you have gay people within you. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I've seen your butter cow at the state fair, which was the inspiration for the musical State Fair. I've seen it. Gay people are the most interesting thing about you. Yes. So let's let's just start. Everyone just start paying attention to local stuff. Actually, there's a good story about Iowa. Council Bluffs. I went to brunch there at one time, and there was a giant blow-up scroll the size of this room that was... In full bondage S and M. It was owned nice. by a gay couple. Perfect. Fantastic. Anyway, sorry. Love it. <laughs> I'm gonna, then had a little second bit of news, and I thought it was totally cute, and, uh-huh. and a lot of people won't really get the significance of it. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't have Jeopardy in England. Like the show oh. is not. It, it, they tried it in the eighties. They tried it in the nineties. Uh-huh. It's not been overly successful. Why not? We have a lot of our homegrown, I guess. Well, you do have eight out of ten cats and. Uh... Yeah, yeah, but they've just announced that Stephen Fry, who's a oh. huge fan of it, apparently he always watches it when he's over here, is going to be, um, they're going to revive it for daytime TV, and Stephen he'll Fry. be the presenter. I love Stephen Fry. So I thought it was a bit of nice, nice news. Yes, absolutely. Um, oddly enough, like, a lot of game shows and daytime TV like that is a really, it's a really good way of getting, of reminding people that gay people are entertaining. So the funny thing is, you're talking about this as daytime game shows. I knew Jeopardy as a primetime show at 7 p.m. at night. It might be. I, but I just but, No, but I, yeah. I, I think this is interesting, though. Like, there, there's this, you know, it's gonna be, conversation. I think it's going to... It's just, again, it's just... It's important that we Trojan horse 
our people into the lives of them people. <laughs> Subjugate the American, you know. But that's a little <laughs> bit, television there's show. a bit of silly news. Uh, I'm excited. Stephen Fry did QI for 13 seasons, didn't he? I think he got halfway through. Mm-hmm. So I think he's very, I'm, I think he's going to be a good choice. He's apparently, he's, he actually kind of petitioned. Mm. So I'm like, good for him. So I have a little bit of a brief news for us. So this is a shout out to our favorite mister who is a fister who is in Australia right now. We love you. Anyways, uh, the Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, I hope I am saying this right, walked in the Sydney Pride Parade uh, a week ago. This is important because the first time the Pride Parade was held and he made the statement was in 1978 when it was illegal to be gay in Australia. Was it that late? Oh, it was yeah. that late. We were 60s. And he said that he is walking because it is a celebration of modern Australia and he is representing the people. And he says it's sad that he is the first Australian PM that has done this effort and it should have happened sooner. And I say congrats to you, sir, for recognizing that. We love you, sir. Also, please keep your shirt on. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, don't lose any more t-shirts. Yeah, don't lose any more t-shirts. We don't need that in group chat. I, well, my first big... I think of gay Australia was always Priscilla, and when I went out, yes! when I went out and travelled out there when I was nineteen, I went to that. I will, I will send you. Mm-hmm. I will have to crop out the other person. I don't think they'd want it. They will, they don't wouldn't mind. But uh-huh. there's a photo of me of a drag queen in the bar that Priscilla was filmed at. Oh my god! So you gosh. can see what nineteen-year-old Max looks like. So there is some irony in this. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put a pin in it. Put we'll put in a pin in it. And then we have a repeat newscast uh, this time. Brittany Griner was at the NAACP Awards, was not announced that she was going to be there. She was able to take the stage and she made a... Was it lovely Cheryl with her? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. She made a statement using her platform for advocating for the release for additional political detainees across the world. And I want to say congratulations to you. Because it was Queen Latifah on stage as well, which yes. I think was very important. Yes, yes. I, it's very important that Queen Latifah, Latifah was there yeah. with Brittany. But I say thank you for recognizing your platform and thank you for using it for good. Like, absolutely for the political de- detainees, but also her, for LGBTQ communities. Her wife's a liar, isn't she? I think so. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is it Cheryl Griner? Yeah, she's uh, yeah, a liar. Yeah, Cheryl, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, uh, yeah, good for them both. Yes, absolutely. So, we support this Keep Going Girls. Keep going. Keep so. going. So, Daniel, what has been gay culture to you or for you this week? Oh, my gosh. So, I'm going to do my quick, quick rundown. So, my food of the week was red lentils. I cooked two pounds of it this week. Made soup. It was so good, but I finally did it after pulling, you know, saying I was going to do it for two months. You have to wait a little bit. You have to mix, don't you keep stirring? And then they, it's like oatmeal. Yeah. It suddenly thickens. 35 minutes to 40 minutes, and it's it's good. It's very good. My television of the week, Dairy Girls Season 3. I finally watched it. We have not started yet. I cried on the last episode. That's so good. hard. I like a yep. good cry on the last one. Yeah. Yep. Also, AbFab, because that's how I do with rewatching. Yeah. You have Miranda, I have AbFab. My song of the week is Die For You by The Weeknd. My soundtracks for the week are more recent ones, but ironically, my new listen of the week was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I'm going to say this right now. Don't care for the disco versions, but love the songs from the 80s and 90s that they were reinterpreting for it. Which, oh no, so what What soundtrack though? The musical? The musical. See, I didn't like the musical. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Not the biggest fan of it, but felt like I needed to listen to it. It's a jukebox musical, listeners. You know so the songs. You I know. Songs. Right, okay, so I know we're going to... Mm-hmm. You, you brought this up now, so yeah. fuck you if you don't want it. Right no, 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 no. So, it's all good. 
I went to see musical with the two people I met out in Australia. We actually oh. had a reunion and went to see the Pacific Queen of the Desert musical. Mm-hmm. We got there just as it was starting because there was transport issues. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like that upset it for me. But and Jason Donovan was meant to be in it that week, but Stephen Gately from Boyzone had died, and then they oh. went. To, so he was at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another story. I like what they did in a musical. I like the divas. The only issue was that was the disco round number which was like well the, I, yes. the culture the, there's meant to be a culture clash if you start off with a, the rough bar singing when they walk in it doesn't you don't have that oomph so yeah. I do get what they were trying to do but artistically it lacked Didn't what the work. film was yeah. doing yeah I actually like the film soundtrack agreed hundred percent agree. Yeah. I grew up on the film soundtrack and I thought, oh, we'll give the musical a listen because I need to because it's, you know, yeah. new musical. So that was my new one for the week. My revisit was Gigi with Vanessa Hudgens. Not heard that one. I've seen the film but not seen that. You know, I like, um, what's her name? Um, oh, the one that plays the grandmother, Victoria Edwards. Victoria Clarkson. No. Anyways. Is she the one that's in that new one? Um, she was in The Light in the Piazza. Yes, she's in Kimberly Akimbo. That's it. Yes. Love her in that because she takes a creepy Marie Chevalier song. She sings them. Makes more sense. Yeah. Loved it for that reason right yeah, there. Yeah, and after arguing about Vesta Hudgens, I'm the only person that claims that the greatest film trilogy aside from Star Wars is the Princess Witch. Yes, I get that. And my cocktail bar of the week was The Wells, which was a speakeasy on Capitol Hill that I went to on Wednesday night. Did it speak easy? It did, and it was all gin-based, so you know I had a good time. Did it have a password? You had to ring the bell. Ring the bell. There was no password. You had to ring the bell. But let me tell you, we're probably going back for my birthday. There was one in England, and you had to say, I'm the mayor of Crazy Town or something, and I never went purely because I'm like, I'm above 16. Yes, everyone's above 16. Um, what was the speaking? No, all, no, me, because I didn't want to be the person. That had to. I'm, a, oh. I'm, a, I'm a bit of scaredy cat town. I'm like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I have morals and principles, sir. Yeah. I would love to go back for your birthday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll plan on it. We'll well, plan your birthday goes in May, isn't it? Yes, May 25th. Oh, we're back for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, you're, you're back for that. Like, yeah. I'll go ahead and plan it. I'll have ask for my birthday this year. I'm not skipping your birthday. I'm back for your birthday. You're back for the joint. Mm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've got plans. I'm seeing M83 on my birthday. M83 people, Viva la France. Didn't to say that. I will be back from Puerto Rico. Thank you. <sighs> well, will you? You'll be bloody in prison because you're going over your family. So I'm guessing someone's going to get thrown overboard. I'm not going with my mother, so no one's getting murdered. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not cutting her. Um... <laughs> My culture for the week. You don't have your culture. I'm done with my culture. You have a lot of culture. I was like, I never know when, when the list ends with you. Oh. That's no, a good thing. Well, yeah. I, I this is, And here's the thing. This is what I would do normally if we didn't have a podcast. It's, this yeah, it's, like, it's like Santa giving me his naughty list at MAL. It never runs out. Yeah. My culture of the week's a lot like longer because I like the sound of my own voice. Not really. I hate it. And editing this is a bloody trial. <laughs> uh, books. Evening news you've all been waiting for. Yes, I finished my book for from for February. And what was that book again? Uh, that was the gay bars book. Oh yes, uh, lovely reflection on gay bars. Uh, got a bit poetic at the end, but I would highly recommend Daniel. I shall lend it to you. Yes, thank you. Spine. Um, I don't break spines. Good, thank good. But no, um, more to come on his story as it, as it unfolds. Oh. <laughs> 
It's a real page turner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a book. <laughs> uh, this is a late addition to my thing. Uh, oh. Usually I listen to a lot of shit music in a week because I listen to my new podcast, but because I listen to a podcast this week, I found some music. Um, Meg Christian is a 70s lesbian folk singer who came up on a podcast called Making Gay History. Um, I am going to... After this, quickly add in her song. Actually, you know what? I'm going to play a little section of her song, Leaping Lesbians. interview of her she came up um, with some of her music hello just absolutely give her a listen absolutely hilarious uh, apparently she does a lot of gay cruises now but is she like Kathleen Gifford yes but less of the you better believe it and you better fucking pay me um, <laughs> oh fair um, so my food of the week as always I like to say that I cook my first white bean chilli with some tofu oh yeah she told me about this I like lashings of tofu I, lashings is a British term I love a lot of tofu and stuff so so what is a lashing a lashings a lot of usually, oh, okay. usually lashings okay. for like a liquid based stuff I like lashings of cream of my dessert levacious yes, lashes lashings of it but no yes. we did the white bean chilli it's been doing well all week had a bit of an odd meal for us on Saturday. We came out of the funeral oh. uh, in Adams Morgan mm-hmm. and we hadn't eaten. We needed some food. We couldn't make a decision. You had and pizza. But I <laughs> couldn't make a decision means we knew what we wanted to eat, but we didn't want to eat it because we're both on... We're trying to be better. We're not going to say we're both on diets. So we're trying to be better. Yes, you are. And I support it. And so that's why I'm better the hubby, too. The hubby was like, oh, we should go to Dupont, uh, Duplex Diner. I'm like, oh. I totally want what they're offering, but no. Fried. Fried. And then... Fried chicken. The hubby went, do you want to get Ethiopian? And oh. I was like, because we had it for a wedding anniversary in the same restaurant. I was a bit... Like this wedding anniversary? Uh, no, the one just before COVID. Okay, okay. I, I was checking. It's like, you had it a few weeks ago? <laughs> no, it wasn't the... Yeah, it was the wedding anniversary just before COVID. Yes. So, so before the world ended. Like, before the world ended. Yeah. So I was like, okay... And then I got in there and I was a bit like, mm-hmm. you know, because mango's a lot of meat based. Anyway, yeah. I managed, because I'm trying to be vegetarian for the moment. And mm. it hit the spot. Good. It was all Fantastic. lentils and creamy lentils. And I am just so happy. It it was, and it was cheap. Um, yeah. So I'm a bit price sensitive at the moment, but I'm like, it was a good meal. And mm. we came out full as a pot. I don't know if that's the term, but I made it up. I make it, make, make um, that term, make that statement. Oddly enough, then after that though, this is a, a joint, um, a bit of joint culture. In oh terms. yes, is uh, so a friend of ours is um, he's vegetarian, aspiring vegan. Yes. Um, birthday Wednesday, we went over for some vegan fast food, which is basically replica meat. Yes, it's all you know, chicken with you know letters missing in the chicken when you order it. And it was it was very delicious. I'm gonna say this, listeners. So it was Bubby's Burgers. Bubby's Burgers. Bubby's Burgers. I ordered a buffalo chicken chicken sandwich. Air quotes there that you can't see. I thought it was chicken. Yeah. I literally thought it was chicken, and I loved it. And I will be ordering it again. And I was just like, dear Matt, I will be having that. I mean, Matt and I have other plans for things with ginger beer making it. But I was like, we're gonna be ordering this again. We will My, be ordering it. I got one that was meant to be beef. 
and it had like pulled pork in it or brisket and that was good I oh got... so you actually had meat in yours no so no, it was meant uh, to be oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, um, sorry but it was so there was you You have two choices and one is an impossible meat and the other is the beet burger Ah. I went for the beet because I've had it impossible I know tastes like yeah. beef it it was it was tasty, but it was it, it, what you would call a very rare burger. Mm. And I also because I'm a huge fan of potato salad, and I, um, obviously, well, you must be going, wow, he is a classy motherfucker. I feel uh, like I need to make you Arkansas potato salad at some point. What do you mean you feel you should? Well, I didn't realize you loved it so much. I get it. No, <laughs> I it's, I get I try potato salad with and fish and chips. If it's, it's like I've been if I've been somewhere new, I always get potato salad. Um, and so I've but, never realized this. I'm so sorry. Do you sorry. not realize that? No, no, no. I, I, I've, I've learned something about my I really, friend. <laughs> no, I really, I really like potato salad and hot sauce. It's my my favorite meals. What uh, hot sauce do you like? Uh, Frank's because it's one you had to make buffalo with. Uh, I'm gonna teach you about crystals. Oh no, my husband's from upstate New York. So my grandfather is a Cajun or was a Cajun when he was alive. They're the French ones, aren't they? Yes. Oh god, what do you know? Well, it's spicy as fuck and not Tabasco. Well, in truth. If you offer me anything French based, I should just go. I don't want that, and you go. I surrender. Um, <laughs> My pants are brown. <laughs> uh, so no. So um, I got there because I was so curious because it's um, because it's mayonnaise based with uh, egg. Yeah. Because I think it was an Amish style. Yes. I was like, I have to try the vegan version. It was good, but it had, I would say, a. There was a bit of a plasticky aftertaste. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so I did really love what I had, and the fries were amazing, and they really were good. They were, they were good fries, but we did actually need to add salt. Like, yeah, that salt, was, yeah. That was but no, it was all very good, and that was the food. So um, I've still got a little bit more culture. Yeah, more culture. Go, go I've for got here. so much culture. But, Daniel, at the moment, no, you've been trying a lot of food. I've been trying a lot of food. Uh-huh. In your vegan views at the moment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or your vegetarians, Yeah. How are you feeling uh, meat-free versus meat replacement? Um, so, here's the thing. Growing up, I'm Southern, so meat-free is actually not uncommon. Because we're used to having entire spreads that are meat-free with, like, cornbread or something like that. Um, meat replacement is difficult because, you know, we have these options that are like, it's like bacon, but not. And I'm like, just say it's vegetable strips, not bacon strips. Yeah. Like, it's not quite there. It it will never have the same texture as a muscle. Like, you know, like, let's be honest, you know, bacon, it's not going to have the fibers of a bacon. Taste-wise, sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's a miss. The seitan that Matt made that tasted like chicken, absolutely. It's a texture. I could, for me, I could, do you know what it is? A little bit of that? Mm-hmm. Because I know it's a dough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it feels stodgy. So, here's the thing. For me, this is funny that you say it's a texture thing. It's not a texture thing. For me, it's a taste thing. Like, don't tell me that this is vegetarian chicken when it doesn't taste like chicken at all. I'm like, it tastes like cardboard. It does not. Well, I've tasted faker real chicken than some vegetarian chicken. Yeah, you know, that that's the thing is like, don't tell me that it is this because it doesn't taste like it. Like, I want it to taste like chicken if we're replacing it. Like, that's my biggest, like, qualm. So, like, the beef crumbles, the vegetarian beef crumbles that we got from Whole Foods, those are fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all good. I will use those any day of the week, and I use them for the Korean bowls. Like, fantastic, because they actually taste like beef. Yeah. 
you know that that that's my thing is like I want to have a taste that's equivalent but with less sodium. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's, I, that's uh, why I favor the lentil. Swords. Yeah, I try and favor the lentil. Yeah, I, I'm embracing the lentil after after cooking them one time. I'm like, I can I can do this. Yeah, I, just, I can do this. Good. Yeah, I can do it. So I'm gonna shoot because we're kind of like keeping everyone here, but I'm gonna go through the rest of my my, my set. I, I did a lot of culture this week. Um, you did my, actually. My my um my cheapy Tuesday. Oh yes. Yeah, my cheapy Tuesday. I, I love your cheapy Tuesdays. I would see cocaine there. How was cooking there? <laughs> it's really gory. It's really funny. Um, everyone laughed their ass off the whole way through it. But is it like Sweeney Todd yeah, gory it's very and funny? Gory. Okay, it, like, like, it's very fake gore. blood everywhere. There's a lot of gore. Um, it's and I didn't realize this, the the. There's a lot that I didn't realise that made it funnier and it's uh-huh. set in a certain time and they, all the music's themed around that and the fashions are exaggerated versions of it. Isn't it the 80s? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, did you not? It was it was set the year I was born. Oh. And um and the music was all like synthed but like... So it's an antique. <laughs> it is, but they also over-dramatised it as like an 80s TV movie in places and it was fucking hilarious when they did that <laughs> um and and they have like it's really good i i really go and fucking see it it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. television and i'm sorry i'm keeping everyone here for this right basically uh-huh. the three big ones this week i really really loved it is picard mandalorian and shrinking i'm a huge star wars fan watch mandalorian i'm a huge science fiction fan picard i'm sorry He's still sexy, and Jonathan Frakes is in it now. Um, old Riker, my first big crush. Oh, I was going to Mandalorian with Pablo, but Pablo, yeah, he's still sexy. And little baby Yoda, oh, uh, Grogu, um, and Shrinking is the new one. That's basically from the guys who made Ted Lasso. Um, I, you know, I have an an amazingly big crush on Brett Goldstein. Yes, you do. And he's not in it, but I can hear his voice. <laughs> I bet you can. So whispers. I'm going to sum up now just really quickly and again I keep saying that but we're, we're ticking along final episode of Real Friends of WeHo uh-huh. Jesus Christ I'm glad that ended was it that bad or, or go so there's a lot of there's a lot space. there's space. a lot of stories about how that they a lot of them were told that they were filming something else and then they decided to change the concepts and the channel which I get now everyone owns everything so you know CNN can start with it and it can end up on MTV. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, we've seen that several times. And someone said, I didn't realise it was like a, the title had been picked while they signed the contract and they changed I, you know, I get all that. Mm-hmm. I also do feel that we're 20 years into reality TV at a minimum. I feel like we're more than 20. I feel we're 20 years into mainstream MTV reality TV. I feel like we're 30 with, like, uh, Real World. I'll give you 25 and we'll end at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you 25. No, and I feel that um, everyone knows what a villain cut is. Everyone knows what they're going to say on the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's glad we have some level of being on screen. I also feel like, are you kidding me? You didn't realise that was happening. Right. Camera crew's there. And just to quickly finalise this, um, Daniel's there looking like, what, we're going to end this one. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Smiley. It is um, oh, it yes. Spanish made. Um, it is filmed in Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. It is set over the holiday period. I will give it that. That is tough to deal with because I know we have a very now focused holiday season. Yes, we don't have the European... Long jazz of like and it does go days. on it does actually the 12 days are incorporated into the narrative of it yeah yeah 
Um, I loved it. It's completely in, obviously it's in Spanish. Um, I don't speak Spanish. I just follow the subtitles. Oh. Uh, everyone is sexy as shit. It's about... Um, Spaniards. I'm two, sorry. It's yes. about two people that randomly meet and then about following them across, the, across eight episodes. It had that... So it was a play, apparently, which is why I think the narrative is so strong on it. Mm. It's a bit like Fleabag. A bit like Fleabag. Yes, exactly like Fleabag. Okay, and a very okay. strong narrative. Added everyone in. A big cast of characters. Everyone's really good. But it was stylistically good. Mm, I it was that, very yeah. cute. Good. And it reminded me of the urgency that early noughties gay TV had in England. Post-Queerest Folk. Everything was... Beep, 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 Give us beep. an example. Give us an example. There was one called a Metro Sisters or something. Uh, it, there, there was just so much queer, bisexual, urgent. There was an mm. urgency to the pacing, the music. Mm. And it, I, I loved looking, but that could be slightly more. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, and a, there's an energy to it. And I mm. think Queer as Folk US had that, Queer as Folk UK I just give this show a go. Just ignore the fact it's over the holidays. It doesn't. It's not a love actually moment. It's not a Bridget Jonesy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the fact it go and also it does. It goes right up to. Um, is it? Ascent? No. What's the? When does the the three kings arrive? I'm not Catholic. I don't know. But in the twelfth day. Yeah, yeah. And that, but, that's, <laughs> but, that's, yeah. but that celebration is. Um, is reference like and it paces yeah, for yeah. it so it's a it's still very european yeah, you know? yeah and i loved it for that so honestly you know i know there's a lot of stuff on netflix and i've just cancelled stuff i mean you stuff watch that anyway that's me and my culture sorry i had a very busy week watching television That may be the culture for us, but what's been making an impact for everyone else? We check the feeds, test the mood, and answer the questions. What is gay culture? Well, honey... We're going to say it together. There has been a cold version of... Drag, drag queens. queens! Never in the history of this podcast has there been much of a convergence except for Superb Al. There we go. Yeah, no, I feel that... it's It's been a lot. There, it's been a lot, and it's been good, it's been bad, it's been all over the place, and I think it is, you know, here to say, because we're queer in here. There we go. You know, that is it. I just... Drag queens. Drag queens. Who knew they were such a polarizing they topic? They are putting their neck out there. So... You know, I'm going to say this right now, I'm going to make a statement, it's going to be brave, not so controversial, but drag queen... Drags, actually. Drag has been around for millennia. And we shan't recap that here on this episode, barring one of your words. We shan't. We shan't. I mean, there's been the Greek chorus, there's been Shakespearean actors. Which should be referenced that while they are saying that trying to ban drag queens, the reason drag queens came about was because they banned female actors on the British stage. Right. And they had to have men... Perform the female roles. Now, what was its term? Dressed, resembling... A girl. Yes. D R A G. Drag. drag. Yep, that is where it came from. Because they banned women, the term drag came about, and now they're trying to ban drag. Thank you, Shakespeare. Thank you, Marlowe. Also, thank you, Kabuki Theatre from Japan. And thank you, English Pantomime Dames, which is where basically we do a holiday play every year, and then one of the characters is played by a man playing a woman, usually the 
housekeeper, nurse. Guess what? They have all the best lines. Guess what? They get the biggest cheer at the end. Because they are drag queens. And we love it. Exactly. And that being said, we are not going to recap this on this episode, but I am going to point you in the direction, listeners, to read a couple of books if you'd like a deeper dive-ish, you know. Max, you and I can both recommend Legendary Children, uh, the first decade of RuPaul's Drag Race and the last century of Queer Life in the United States by Tom Fitzgerald and Lorenzo Marquez. It's a very good book. It is a very good book, a very in-depth, it is a counter to A Queer History of the United States by Michael Bronsky, which is more of an overview, which I felt was very light. I felt like I loved that one too. Well, I did like, the thing about um, Let's Show and Children I liked was that it basically, as someone that, you know, kind of came to age before Drag Race mm-hmm. and a lot of the misconceptions that a lot of our big culture comes in Drag Race, it basically takes the Drag Race tropes and explains the history of them. Right. Um, so it's a And lesson- in detail, like... Act by act, act by, it's a lesson for the children on that yes. one. Yes, like do yourself a favor, read it, become educated, learn about our culture. Just like, become educated. Yeah, well, yes, read really, just read. Read and become educated. Yes, that, that's all we ask. Title of, of episode: <laughs> Read and become educated. Um, so, but we're at a pivotal, pivotal crossroads right now for LGBTQ culture, especially drag queens right now, because guess what? We're being banned. Well, uh, the, we. I, I was a drag no, queen for, for like 10 minutes and got in trouble with a local bar owner for putting a baby out my cooch. So here's the thing. I'm going to be very honest to you and the listeners, and I think you know this, that if we were, if I were ever to become a drag queen, I already have a persona um, laid out. Uh, her name is Sloan Ranger for obvious reasons. Yeah. For actually two reasons, if you actually get it, the fashion and my job. Anyways... And she's going to be very much in the vein of Lady Bird, but, like, Sloan Ranger, like, we, mm, she might happen still. She might happen. I was Anita Come Dumpster. Yes, you were. But my original choice of name was Amber Alert. <laughs> and my husband said this. that was too offensive. And it's like, it's only offensive if you like children. Um, but I'm surprised Anita was, you know, not as offensive. Because I feel like Amber Alert is less offensive, too. It's really wish I was Amber Alert. But anyway. Yeah, it's... You know, that being said, the pitchforks are out. The knives are out for drag queens. So there are currently 14 states with legislation right now banning drag queens. Where it's ranging between we're having to label drag queens as adult performers to where they're being banned from performing in public where children might be around. Um, do, you know what? Do, you know, do you know actually how to prevent children being around? Don't have kids? Yeah, parents doing their fucking job. Uh, don't bring them to a bar? Just don't... Okay. A kid's place is not brunch? I'm sorry, I, I can keep going with this. No, you know what? I kind of... Yes. I have friends with kids, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to be very polite. I'm not going to be. I know you're not going to be. <laughs> like, I've got... Apparently... My nieces, who you know I don't have a relationship with. Right. For various reasons. For reasons, yes. Not Nothing to do with the gay thing, to do with the fact... Stupidity thing. There's personality issues. Yes. Um, is that they enjoy watching RuPaul with my parents. My parents, years back, 
and we're going to come into this a bit later anyway, but came into my room and went, what are you watching? Oh. And I was like, I'm watching RuPaul. Because I had the door oh. open. It wasn't anything weird. And I was like, I, I said, this is... And they knew, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. They knew of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like... They knew of RuPaul. And it was mm-hmm. like... So I was I was illegally streaming RuPaul's Drag Race in England through various line wires and whatever. And anyway, my mum, I noticed, would start... Because I had an Aaron cupboard in my bedroom. Do you, have, do you have Aaron cupboards over here? They usually where the water heaters kept and you keep all the towels in them. No. No, do you ever, we do you don't ever, have do you have a, a special cover for like towels and linens. We have a closet. Closet. So it's but, a linen closet. But usually it would be in, they, we'd call it an airing cupboard and it was where like the water heater would be. Yeah. And the idea was it was like you keep like the, to keep it fresh. So my mum would come and do it. I'm going to put some more, can I put some like, so I had a bigger bedroom than my brother, but the thing was that I'd had left privacy because my mum would have to come in every so often yeah, do yeah. it. So my mum came in and then she start. I'd noticed started doing the washing because we didn't call it laundry we caught the washing uh-huh. and I was like you know when I'm watching she goes this program is amazing oh and then they did the Gone with the Wind challenge now I'm going to say this this was 15 years ago my mum as we have I all we have all point. learned a lot yeah. about Gone with the Wind and stuff yeah, oh, and my yes. mum also was in England she has only recently gained a the lovely the lovely yeah lovely has only recently gained a you know the last like few years a um american son-in-law and it learned a, l- a learnt a lot about stuff but she came in and was just so enraptured about it. my dad would come in and they'd all watch it and then and so when suddenly the, the entire family was in the bedroom and then they, they and i remember when the british one came out um because obviously they get it in england before we do right i buzzed my parents and said just just so you know that the you know british one's out they go yeah we've watched it already you know and they were so excited they're, they're rooting for everyone and they watch it with their granddaughters so we're in Britain, we're very pro-drag. Yes. And it's because of pantomime dames. We grow up right. around drag. And then I don't get what the issue is over here. Well, it's also here in the States. Like, we have Tu Wong Fu. We have Mrs. Doubtfire. We have, like, Some Like It Hot. We have uh, The Birdcage. It's also a big part of our culture. Like, more of a mainstream movie culture. It is. You know, but we also have it. And so the fact that there's this animosity that's coming out, it's like, what the fuck? Where is this coming from? Type situation. What's so stupid is when my nieces talk, they, they love it. And then they and they want to be drag queens. But because they love the fantasy mm. and they love the femininity of it. Well, they can be Victoria Scone like, at I'm, this point. But I'm not saying that that's a... Again, no one please counts this. But what's so stupid is everyone's complaining it's corrupting kids. Yet, if you were to take my niece's examples, is that they they want to be hyper-feminine because of drag. So I'm like, shouldn't you be fucking happy at this point? Right Not saying you should be, because you know what? You can be anyone you want. And actually, the best women out there I know are lesbians and are very not the traditional... Yes. Shenanigans. Yes. I'm not good for fucking you, because all the women in my life have been... Very hardcore. Uh, lesbians or females? Just strong, strong oh, women. Oh, yes, yes. My grandmother was a Southern Belle, like, yes. My mum, my grandparents were all from South London. Strong. They'll cut your bell rope. <laughs> strong stock. So, tangent to the story, because we've got to go through this podcast. So, Tennessee has become the first state to actually ban it, um, based on uh, Governor Bill Lee. 
uh, which the irony is, uh, photos have surfaced this week of him in drag in the 1970s in high school. And he said, you know what, that's fine because it was all in good fun. And I'm like, sir, I'm calling bullshit on you for those photos. Has Dolly commented yet? I don't believe Dolly has commented, but I'm actually going to call someone out that I personally know on this podcast, and I don't do this. So, to the professor at Auburn University College of Architecture, Design, and Construction, who stated that you were supporting your uh, fraternity brother, even though you didn't support his politics, Bill Lee, uh, who was running for governor of Tennessee, and he got elected. There is blood on your hands for what comes out after this. This is what I'm going to say on that, and I don't get political, but that professor and... Gracie in New York, you know who we're talking about. Uh, there's blood on your hands, sir. There's blood on your hands. It's just disgusting what's happening. It is I'm glad, fucking disgusting. I'm glad I got to, to Nashville uh, a few years back with my parents. Um, when it was legal for you to when go. It was legal for me to go, yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry, but quite frankly, if that's what you're scared about the most, your lives are very, very sad. Yes, because guess what? Drag queens are amazing. They're fantastic. They're beautiful. They are, and actually, you know... I've not known they all I know they swear like sailors and they swear like us they swear like us but it's like oh I, I, blah 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 I'm going to keep that in but you know I'm like really yeah so I'm going to tell this story and we're going to have a commentary about this so yeah. it's a local DC story yeah so Crazy Aunt Helens which I have never been to on Barracks Row in Southeast so I used to work in the bar that was on that location before that oh oh okay when it was Finn McCall's I still haven't been there yet. <laughs> Don't. That was a bar that... Do you remember the DC bar owner that tried to stay open during COVID and he got shut down? Yes. That was the bar. That was the bar. Oh, okay. That was the bar I used to work at. Well, it's very nice to know that, man. And do you know where he used to own property and own businesses? And base his businesses... Or on, on Barracks Row? Yeah, he used to base... He, used to, he, he comes from a certain state and used to base his business model... On that state in D.C. Maryland. Oh, Florida. Florida. Florida sorry. Florida for listeners. This is how we do things in Florida. I'm uh, like, oh, well. Well, the semi-good story was that, um, well, it's not that great if you look at the context of it. The drag queen Tara Hoot, which I'm going to admit, I don't know who she is. Um, I actually do. She she does something um, up at another bar that a couple of years ago I went to with some friends from Baltimore. Uh-huh. Uh, very funny drag queen, actually. Um, I believe... Yes, you're looking over his shoulder right I'm gonna now. I'm going to stand up now. Oh, oh, he's moving, he's moving, he's moving. What What is he grabbing? Oh, he's grabbing his... Oh, yes, yes. Oh, darling, you're gorgeous, Tara Oh, Tara Hoots. So he's looking at the back of my work journal. I, I think I'd like Tara Hoots. Yeah, no, Tara, Tara is um, hilarious. So so Tara Hoots was uh, hosting a drag queen story hour for, like, kids and parents to go to brunch, which, you know, we have thoughts about. And they're non-sexual stories. They may non-sexual be non-sexual stories. They are gender-confirming, but they're right. non-sexual. right. And there was a protest with the Proud Boys in Silver Springs, and everyone thought that there was going to be protests at the D.C. event, and so the Parasol Patrol, which these lovely people with rainbow like umbrellas lined the streets to block all of the parents and kids so that they weren't going to be harassed or bullied and like, you know, harangued by the Proud Boys, they all showed up, and fortunately, the Proud Boys didn't, like, 
One know, turned up, didn't they? And they felt threatened. Well, for heaven's sakes, if you're bully threat- for you, if you're threatened by a rainbow, like exactly, bully for you. If you're threatened by a rainbow, like fuck you, you know. At this point, but thank you for all the people that are going to shield, yeah, the next generation. Like thank you for being that like safe space. Can't stop progress. No, you cannot stop progress. But my God, like Just stop ignorance of the written word. Well, here we go. And my final little bit about drag queens is this week Shania Twain released uh, Waking Up Dreaming, which, have you seen this music video? No. It is a drag queen, like, fever dream is what I'm going to say. You need to go watch it, Max. Listeners, also, go watch it. Uh, But she uh, did an interview, and she quoted Mark Bauer, um, who is a queer fashion designer who did her looks for Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and that don't impress me much. Like, the iconic looks in that again with the looks and waking up dreaming were drag influenced and are fascinating and just spot on and she left this wonderful quote of i'm an all-inclusive person first of all to each his own i mean you know we need more love in the world not rejection and criticism and judgment and i just love that and those are words to live by i think so she should accept kisses of everyone as long as it's not a tick well yes don't want to go down that road again we, we missed out on tickets for her to see a, a Merry Weather. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, I was oh. right, yeah. But, um, and, and my little bit of good news of the drag drag queen community, which I don't know if how many people would agree with, because I know there's a lot about it, but, you know, Drag Race, um, 200th episode of Drag Race. So that's 200 episodes of Drag Race. That doesn't include All-Star, Secret Celebrity, UK. Just RuPaul's Drag, drag Race. race. Um... Uh, Spider alert, jump ahead two minutes, and I'm going to tell you like that. But yeah. is the winner of this week's challenge was a um, was a Miss Colby. Oh, yes. Who uh, the lesbians are rooting for because she gives every vibe. Well, yeah. And the person eliminated was Sugar or Spice. I can't remember which Spice. One. Spice. Spice. Yeah. Um, so the TikTok star went. So as much as we're progressing, I'm glad we're staying of our good old traditional values of talent wins. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I I just thought we've reached 200 episodes, and and they flash back to the first episodes, which did have this haze, and I know a lot of people do consider the Vaseline, Vaseline, and they, they look down on a bit, and I'm just like, and me me and Hubby looked at each other, and I said that was that was I didn't notice that then, no, and because it was of the era, it was of the era, and that's what I would I'm so. I'm such a, a weird generation, and I we're the same generation. We're such a weird generation, yeah. Where you know we don't look at the significance, but we look at the culture that we went through, right? And the cinematic and the filmatic culture. And oh my god, I just I get a little, I get a little emotional sometimes. You know, you look at some of this, and you're like, well, I'm I'm sorry, but I look at that, and I look at the fact we had to put Vaseline on lenses of our TV shows to make them look good, but we watched it. So I remember my first season of Drag Race was actually not season one or two, but three. With, mm. And I was pro Manila Luzon. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Aja, but like pro Manila Luzon. And like, it was looking at these stunning figures that were just inhabiting themselves and like accepting their gay culture. And it was empowering to me. Like, I'd come out, but like, it was empowering to be like, oh, there are other people that are accepting themselves. Like, it was, 
it was earth shattering in a bit. It's just crazy. I just and so we are we are progressing forward. The culture this week has been is is as always is it probably the epitome of everything. It's ups and downs. It's lefts and rights. You know, it's, it's two side. steps forwards, four back. But you know, we're making progress. We're trying to make progress, and we should vote to make progress. Vote progressive. There, I said it. And now it's time for Old and Tired, where we attempt to make sense of the stories that have baffled us. But instead of googling it ourselves, we have the other one do it because that's what friends are for. You better be a bloody good friend, because I believe it's your turn this week to explain something to me. Oh, it is, because I know I put in something that I know you didn't Google at all. So do you know the Drag Queen Meatball? No, probably I not. do know Meatball. Meat- isn't Meatball friends with um, Nicole Byer? Meatball is friends with Nicole Byer. Yes. She also hosts a podcast, Sloppy Seconds, with Big Dipper DJ. I know Big Dipper. Yep. They have a podcast together. So Meatball, is Meatball um, a WeHo gay? I don't know. Not we okay, but isn't Meeble like an LA based yes. drag queen? Yeah. LA based drag queen. Yeah. She's also been on um oh uh, the Boulet Brothers Dragula. I did not like it's too gory. It's very gory, but you know, COVID makes us watch things, but I do love me some meatball. Anyways, she did a fantastic number, and this is an homage to you that I'm bringing this up because I know you wouldn't Google it. She did um uh, The Greatest Showman, uh This Is Me drag routine yes where she walked out on the stage as george santos yes and then while on stage stripped off the outfit and transformed into the persona of katira revicha which is the drag persona of george santos while on stage and it was phenomenal is it earth shattering probably not but it is fantastic go and watch it yay yes i hate george santos and i've never seen greatest showman because of the animal rights no no i totally get it because i am anti-barnum as well but no, like you should go watch no, this i saw that come up i didn't know what that was about but that's really i i will watch that because everyone's like oh you look at just george santos out of drag and meatball's like that's not a compliment don't tell me that i don't know oh. it's meatball i saw someone did it i don't know it's meatball i know that a lot yes. of people meatball is one of the drag queens i feel has there's a couple of them that have got too big for drag race. Yes. Meatball is definitely in that too big for drag, way, drag race. Because it's but, too know. big and never is going to happen. So the, two, so the so too big for is basically him and Vicky Fox. I would say also like Coco Peru and like so Raji. No, Coco Peru and Rajin are were never going to happen. Oh, no, no, they were yeah. never. But like they're too big for drag Whereas race. Whereas I feel like uh, Meatball and and Vicky Fox was like, when are they going to do it? Yeah. Not. Whereas like Coco Peru better not ever do it. Right. The b- worst day of my life was my Coco Peru mug got smashed at a party. You texted me that one. You were and just I was in so, tears. I sat in a you meeting in tears. at work about North Korea with that bothers me on a mug or sipping tea and I was always so proud do we need to get you a replacement I tried it's very expensive now they changed they changed the, the, I, I might actually buzz Miss Coco and just say this happened and she might because I've always loved Coco Peru we'll talk we'll talk mother there's someone at the door we'll I'm talk on, we'll talk mother I'm on hold that's my <laughs> line um, so then we're going to go now thank you for that Daniel but we're going to go move quickly because oh, yeah. also it's like 10 to 8 on a Friday and Drag Race is starting in 10 oh, minutes oh god oh god um, <laughs> so word of the week Daniel you put one down originally um, what yes. does high key mean? well so high key was used in an email this week by someone that I refer to as Madam at my office 
who, uh, anyways, we won't go into, it's essentially the opposite of low-key. Like, it's a low-key event. We can be relaxed, casual, high-key. It's very important. Just fucking use it's very important. Like, it just burns my ears using the word high-key. Like, no. Low-key is a proper, appropriate, not high-key. Don't, don't use it. Yeah. That, I like it. Yeah, I, I hate it. It's a high-key event. Well, it was passively aggressively used in an email. I'm like, you can just say it's an important meeting. I need you to, to attend. Brene Brown may have used it yesterday. It doesn't mean you can use it today. Put a nice glasses and hang out on a slappy. Yeah, no, 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 no. What's your word of the week? Foxy. 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 As in a foxy lady? Do you know what? No, is that what you think it means? Well, that's how I... Th- yes, that's literally how I think it means. I learned this today off a food blog oh shit okay it's wine with a strong flavor of grape i did not foxy i did not realize this at all i thought you did because i put it down you i think i know this one and i thought you listened no no i thought the southern fork which is a podcast everyone needs to listen to on friday stephanie fantastic we love you she's adorable i googled her she's adorable i follow her on instagram do you not no, actually, I put it. I mean, maybe she gets lost in the first traps. Anyway, well, uh, no, but Foxy's a term for wine when you can taste a grape. I did not realize that. So this wine tastes Foxy. Which is ironic because I used to have a wine podcast. Yeah, that's why I thought you might have. Well, you said, oh, I know this one. And I was like, oh, I think you've seen Fumi. No, that's what it means. I know. I, I was thinking of the southern term of a Foxy lady. Like, she's a victim. Like, she's a little bit, uh, you know. Yeah, no, that's not what it means. Okay, yeah. Right. And with that. Because I'm just so disappointed in Daniel. Oh, yes. Well, as, it just ain't much. <laughs> as we each end of our show, we come to the final thoughts and we make sure they're as petty as possible. This is Petticoat Lane, where we pick a topic that's been irritating us and we let you know why. Do you have a topic? I don't have a topic. I'm going to let you have a topic this week. Oh, God, you let me have a topic every week. Well, I'm going to say... Well, no, actually, no. No, no, no. I don't have a topic this week. It's all you. It's, it's a minor you. topic, to be honest. Well, try me. So, the weather's... Oh. The weather's getting warmer. Yes, it is. Uh, my my injuries have healed. I'm running more in the morning. It's false spring. We get it. False yeah. spring. And then, but hopefully not false healing. Well, I hope not, yes. Oh my God, there's kids everywhere. I'm trying to run. I almost registered, registered you for the uh, Marine Corps Marathon. I would love to have done that. I need to do DC Marathon. But yeah. no, I'm sorry. There's kids everywhere. I'm trying to get to the school. I'm trying to run. And there's like parents of kids spreading across the sidewalk. I'm like, keep them in line. Or just don't have kids. Just don't have kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's so petty. It's petticoat lame. Yeah. I'm done. Fair enough. I'm, I I'm, I I shouldn't have to get say to your right. I'm like keep left. The, keep out the bloody way. Left. It's four breaths. No, we're not here for it. You've had kids. You can give up. I got to work hard now. You know. Come on now, mate. I don't have kids. I have my life to live for. And then you get out there and then bloody nursery pram things they have like six kids and they're trying to walk their dog and they're going doggy I'm like my dog will rip your bloody hands off she will she won't really but she's cute but don't go near she's deaf she will for a croissant there so that's my petticoat lane is kids girl fair enough I'll give it to you right so Daniel what is the culture of next week pollen pollen is the culture of next week I've had to start my meds because the cherries are about to bloom (laughs) and there we go well, a good thing, because that brings up in my culture next week, where no one goes out. Because oh. they're all going to be madly cramming the Oscar movies and sticking to video on demand and Netflix to try and make sure they can justify why everyone deserves what they won. Yeah, I feel like you're getting better than me in culture for this week. I still think it's going to be pollen, though. Uh, there we go. <laughs> 
I think with that, that's it. That's it. And as we say, cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.